so kind of, I guess, to give a little bit of the history of it, um, so grew up, you know, I grew up uh, Catholic, big family, big Catholic family, uh, always went to Sunday Mass, went to daily Mass a lot of the time, everything like that. So I grew up, you know, hearing about how God loved me and all that. That was, you know, pretty normal to hear. Um, but I guess where you'd say the the kind of where the rubber met the road was so when when I was 11 years old, um, one of my brothers died, um, which was obviously something that was incredibly difficult, you know, incredibly painful. Um, and it really flipped my whole world upside down, um, where <laughs> so much so that like, I remember, I remember having talking, it was at the lunch table. Um, and I remember just saying uh, to my dad, um, you know, I don't, I don't think God cares about me. So I don't see why I should care about him. <laughs> and that, that really highlighted my view, right? Like, it was it was very much a view. It, it wasn't that, oh, God doesn't exist. God's not real. But it was very much a view of, I mean, I wouldn't have said it in these words, but, you know, God doesn't love me. <laughs> like, God doesn't care about me. Because if he did, I wouldn't be in that pain, right? That that was my view, was uh, if God cared, he wouldn't have allowed something like this to happen. Um and so what so what was that like um obviously uh I, I remember being very much a me against the world kind of attitude you know feeling like i was all on my own um and feeling like no one really understood especially because you know if if god's not there and god doesn't understand or god doesn't care then you know that can be very i think that can be very isolating in just in just my experience which it was um so yeah definitely um definitely not a pleasant uh, worldview to have, not a pleasant time. You know, I remember thinking like, okay, the point, the point of life was to try to enjoy whatever I could, have as much fun as I could, because overall, and this is why, you know, it was secretly a very, a very pessimistic view, because overall, it, life is so painful um, that you may as well take whatever enjoyment you can get. And so, you know, the idea of like following the God's laws, you know, caring about my faith, all that stuff, that all just went by the wayside because it was like, okay, if something is fun, I'm doing it. You know, if something relieves the pain, I'm doing it. If something gives me some laughs, then, then, then that's the goal in life. Right. Was kind of, was kind of that view. Well, that lasted for a few years, but then what happened was, um, <laughs> It was kind of like thinking about it a bit more. <laughs> I remember thinking, okay, um, kind of eventually coming coming to a head where I realized like, all right, um, either one of two things is true. Either, either God actually exists and uh, I have to actually start living my life following him, right? Because otherwise um, I think it's painful now, <laughs> like – what about eternity? <laughs> right. Um, like it makes no sense to, to try to like enjoy this life. If eternity is going to be miserable or God doesn't exist. And the whole thing's just a sham to begin with, in which case, why am I pretending, you know, why, why, why am I like kind of doing the things on the surface, but really living my life in reality, not, not following God at all. And out of that, that kind of decision where I, I realized, okay, I actually have to make basically it was whatever I believe I'm going to have to actually like be living out. Right. Um, now notice though, this still didn't come out of like an experience of God's love or anything at this point. This was just really like pure rational thought of like, okay, this is what makes sense. 
what I decided was, okay, rationally, I thought it makes sense that God exists. It makes more sense that God exists than doesn't. And again, that was never really my issue. My issue wasn't that God doesn't exist. My issue was that he doesn't care, right? <laughs> but I thought, okay, if he exists, I have to start living my life trying trying to follow him. Um, and so I went to confession. And I had been going to confession as, you know, good Catholic and all. But I wasn't actually confessing anything that was serious. You know, it was like the seven-year-old confessions, right? Like, okay, yeah, that, that stuff I've been saying for how many years, but not, nothing that was actually like shameful or serious or anything like that. I just left all that stuff out. I was actually going to bring to confession those, those areas, those serious areas where I've, you know, turned away from God and everything. And when I did that, so I did. Um, I remember I was, I was about four, 14 years old. I was 14 years old at the time. And that was, <laughs> that was one of the hardest things that I ever did. I felt God's love in that confessional in a way that I had never experienced before. Um, his forgiveness, it was like a weight being lifted from my shoulders that I didn't even realize I had. It was like being, you know, <laughs> the, the old analogy of being set free from your chains or something, but it was like, I didn't even know I was a slave, but I, <laughs> until I was set free from it, the, what, what I thought was just normal living or just kind of how I was feeling was actually like incredibly burdensome and God freed me. And I felt his mercy, his forgiveness in a way that I didn't think was even possible. Um, and that changed everything, you know, where all of a sudden it was, you know, this whole like rational concept in my head of like, oh, well, I got to follow him because, you know, it's a, it's the rational thing to do. It was like that almost, it, I wouldn't say it went by the wayside, but it, it became like not even the most important thing, you know, because God loves me. Right. And experiencing his love as, as mercy, as mercy that was completely undeserved um, and yet freely given. Um, and I wouldn't say that that didn't like solve all my, you know, all my other issues or my other pain or anything like that, that I was in, but it, but why it was so powerful was it became, okay. I, I, you know, I still, my, my brother's death was still obviously very painful for me. Um, but I knew God cared whatever had happened like it didn't happen because God didn't care. And I knew that because I experienced how much he cared. Um, so yeah, yeah, that, that changed my whole outlook, my whole outlook on life that changed. Um, yeah, changed everything. There's some verse in the book of Revelation, which talks about being, they'll be known as, as sons of God. That, that phrase was something that I remember reading right at that time period in my life, and it's always stuck with me. And I think, I think being a son, it, it's because it gets so strongly at what that love actually is. You know, we talk about love an awful lot, and it can be very easy to kind of over-sentimentalize it or whatever, it, not realize how real it actually is. But when you talk about being like a son of the father, daughter of the father, in my case, a son, right? That's, that's a relationship. That's a bond there. And it's a relationship where God doesn't just take care of you like, like a boss, like an employer, you know, or anything like that. He's a father, um, which means to me and what I've experienced is he always has my back. You know, he's, he's there, um, yes, he's not going to put up with my crap, you know, in a sense, like a good, like a good dad, right? He'll, he'll call me out on it, 
but he's not there to condemn. He's not there to boot me out. He's not there to say I don't measure up. He's always there to help to help me grow like a good father. You know, sometimes sometimes maybe the analogy doesn't work so well for some of us because we didn't experience you know a good what what it's like to have a good father. But he's a, he's a good father, almost almost like a coach, right? His he's there to help me be better and be happier and be stronger and be more like him. I think that's part of part of the relationship too. Well, being a son of the father, you know, sons want to imitate their dad. They want to be like their dad. And that's not just, oh, we have that desire to imitate God or want to be like him. That's how he set it up. He wants us to want to imitate him. He wants us to be like out there in the field with him, you know, <laughs> showing us how to fix the car or whatever, um, which is just, which is great. And that's part of the relationship it, you know, we're not we're not just servants of God. We're not employees of God. Uh, I'm a son of God. Long before I really even realized it was God's way of expressing His love, but it just still is so powerful. Is um, through the beauty of the world, His creation. So whether it's a beautiful day, um, whether it's especially the mountains. I love I love going out west. I love going out to you know Colorado, Wyoming seeing the mountains, um, uh, the ocean, you know, there's something about being in the middle of creation that it just, it just shouts uh, about God's goodness, about his own beauty, about his power, but also about, you know, he made this for me, uh, even something, the, the beauty of a day, the sun's out, you know, um, I experienced God's love for me in that, um, in a really powerful way. And I'd have to say that's, that's certainly one of my favorite. So I would say two things. If someone hasn't experienced God's love or doesn't know it, I'd say the first thing, basic thing is ask him to show it, give him a chance, like ask him to show you. Um, and the second thing, which really goes along with the first is really give, give him a shot. Like it, it's so in my own life, right? Um, I didn't experience his love until I really was honest in the confessional. You know, I think sometimes we, we don't, you know, some, sometimes we don't experience God's love because we're just so, so shut off to, to possibly open ourselves up in any way to it. You know, and it's like, we, we kind of want God to hit us over the head with a two by four, but we're kind of <laughs> shielding it the whole time, you know? And so I would say asking him to show it, but then also maybe looking at your own life and seeing, okay, being honest, and I'm just speaking out of, my, out of my own experience, being honest, like, are there, are there patterns of behavior that, you know, really don't jive with God at all? And like, maybe taking a step to try to like reconcile that, you know, um, I, I think of the the story of the prodigal son, and you know, the son's away, and it's not like he experiences this this depth of the father's love, and then that brings him home. It's more like out of desperation, and it's not like he has to do this whole giant repentance or anything. It's as soon as his father sees him on the road, he's running to him, right? Yeah, I mean, that just shows the love the father has. As soon as as the son just even starts walking along. But it did take him to take that step. I see that in my own life. It was almost like I needed, I needed the, those areas where I was really acting apart from God and turning from Him. I kind of had to put those behind me, or try to. You know, I had to take a step towards God, and He showered me with a love that I didn't even know existed. <laughs>